Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor from taylorfrancisco.com and I am a social media manager, writer, content creator, and more. Today's episode is so exciting because we have Jordan, aka The Sugar Freak, and I cannot wait for you to virtually meet her if you somehow don't know who she is already. Jordan is a sugarist from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and she recently just opened her own shop in Osborne Village, which we're currently sitting in right now. It's beautiful. She is always showing up as her most authentic self online, even if that means dealing with annoying internet trolls. She just doesn't give an F, and that's what I love about her. Jordan, apart from being a sugarist, sells sex toys and merch at her shop, and she's also absolutely blowing up on TikTok right now. Her content is funny, genuine, and also super informative. You can tell she really cares about her clients and does everything she can to make them feel comfortable. So Jordan, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jordan. Um, I've been running The Sugar Freak for about three years now. Um, I've had, I've been sugaring for five years. Um, Yeah, we just opened the shop October 1st. Um, We've been here for just about a month. Um, It's been wild. Um, I also have two kids. Um, I sugar from home in New Bothwell as well. I don't do anything else except for Instagram <laughs> and being a mom and a partner and running a home. Um, Which yeah. is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You're like casually, I don't do anything else. <laughs> Just all this huge list of things. I say that all the time. People are like, what are you talking about? Like you do stuff constantly. Like, yeah. So yeah. But that's my life. That's all I do. <laughs> all I do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. This shop has literally been open for one month. Yes. We were talking off air about how you're so booked and busy. So how has it been like having your own shop? How is it different from what you were doing before? It's uh, amazing. It's it, We're able to have my entirely own space. Um, I've hired Carly, um, who's been essentially running the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, she does everything. She does the cleaning. She does checking people in. She's the face of the sugar freak, realistically. Um, I sugar and that's it. And to be able to have that being taken off my plate has been insanely huge. Um, before I was renting this tea, like the smallest room of all time. Yeah. Every single person who came in was like, wow, this looks a lot bigger on Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm very sorry about that. Um, so the, just the, the difference of sizing is like, honestly amazing. Before I wasn't able to have anything really put out. Like I couldn't really advertise anything. My merch, I kind of just kept it at home. Um, the sex toys are new, like we're able to actually like show them off, bring them in and then bring in new stuff too. And we have the room and it's totally okay. Um, so solely just the size difference and having someone take all of that off my plate has been insane. Like I I think about how I'm like, how did I do this all by myself before? (laughs) Like for five years, like I've done this by myself. So yeah, it's been wild. Okay, I did not know you've been doing this for five years. Yeah, five years, five years of sugaring. Um, I learned, I was learning how to sugar in, 
my daughter was born in 2015. So then in 2016 is when I was learning. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I've seen your stories where you've talked about this, but I want to ask for everyone else, what got you into sugaring? Like, why did it interest you? Um, honestly, it was just a job before, like it, my friend had opened up a sugaring place. Uh, she was like, do you want to try it? Do you want to get into it? And I was like, you know what? I'm going back to retail. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I had just had Charlie, um, and I was just finishing mat leave. So I was like, whatever, let's try something new. And I did. And it was not really my jam. I was not very good at it. Um, I stayed at that place for less than a year um, and then moved on to another place, which was Bison Transport, which was terrible. Um, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, so then from there, I was just working from home. It was I, I had realized started working from when I started working from home that it was the environment that was not my jam. Like it was, I liked being alone. I liked making my own hours. I liked, I kind of can just, I also had to sugar men at the other place. And like, Mm. I've had some gross things said to me that I was like, "Mm, let's, we're actually not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So uh, quit sugaring men for the time also because I was at home and I really didn't care for random dudes coming into my house. Yeah. Um, I did that enough when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So it was the environment. It was um, realizing that like, okay, I actually can just do this by myself. And I was literally sugaring people on my island in my kitchen, on my floor, like just like, like literally like started from zero and like we're here now. And now you have this amazing shop. You're booked and busy. You're blowing up everywhere. People <laughs> love you. Like, that's what I love to see, you know, that you started from nothing and now yes. you're here. Yeah. So I guess aside from, like, not enjoying that environment, mm-hmm. what kind of made you want to go solo instead of working, you know, under someone else or with other people? Um, so I've done two shops that were other people's business. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I was at table space, that was my own, it was my own area, but I mean, like it was still under somebody else and every, I just felt like no one ran their business, how I want to run a business. And it was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like when I was on, I was at a place on Corden and I was like, no, I cannot do this. Like. I always feel like those places that are like, we should be a family. It's just not. It never is. No, no. Like we, I was like, no, no I, I can't. Like, this is not my thing. Then I went over to table space and I was like, this is also just not my thing. And like this, the sizing and the spacing, like I was in a dungeon of a basement. Like I was like, mm, no, can't do this anymore. Um, when I saw this place come up for lease, I was like, I need to check that place out. Um, but it was super, ex- like, I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm like. I'm going from this teeny, like, honestly, I swear to God, the room was like from the door to here. Wow. Like it was tiny. So I was like, how am I going to fill an entire shop? Like, how am I, there's no way. Yeah. So when I started talking to realtors, um, some of them were awful. And then I started talking to her name was Presley. Her company was actually leasing this place. So it was just like, this is fate. I think like, I just need to do it. I need to just like go all in. Um, I got the rent down. It was exactly what we needed. I was talking with my accountant and it was like, you can do this. Like, let's just, you have to go all in. Yeah. And it was the risks that I had to take to be like, well, we're just doing it. Like, I guess. Yeah. Balls to the wall. Yeah. Literally like you can't, you can't not take that risk and expect to grow. So I just realized at that point, like it was like, 
I've been doing this for five years. I need to take the leap. And it's been amazing so far. So that's amazing. That's been like, so I'm a new business owner as well. I don't have a physical space, which I'm thankful for because I can't imagine how much goes into it. Like for real. But I love that you said that because I feel like it's true. Like you just have to jump before you're ready. You have to have faith in the unknown and just trust yourself. Right. So when it comes to your business, I can tell just from your social media that you're so open and welcoming and you just want people to come in and feel comfortable and be themselves. So how do you go about doing that? And why is that so important to you? Um, I just wanted to create a space solely when I was starting the sugar freak that I wanted to create something that was different than other sugaring places in the city. I wanted to create a safe space and I wanted people to feel like they could show up like I had one client, like she is the embodiment of the sugar freak, but she showed up in dead ass, a robe and nothing else underneath. And I was like, that is it. Like that's who I created this business for because I want you to come here in like pajamas. I want you to come from your fucking dick appointment. Like I want you to feel like the most like safe place that you can come to just like be yourself, be vulnerable and be okay here. Mm -hmm. And that I just wanted to like, and the whole point of my business and the sh- like the different pieces of my business, like I really wanted consent to be a huge part of my business. There's so many places in the industry, especially the, just the beauty industry. That's very like, no, you're doing it. Like you'll be fine. It's okay. And it's just like, no, because some people aren't okay. And that's fine. Yeah. But I've been, I've heard too many horror stories and I was like, this is just, I need to be the different place. I wanted to create a space for the outcasts, like, like the freaks, the weirdos. Like I wanted to create that space for people and to be able to just like be myself on Instagram, people realize they can be their own self here. And that was like the biggest thing for me is just being like, I don't need to be like, I was talking to someone for like creating my logo and stuff. Like I was literally saying to him, like, I don't want something that sells. I don't want the aesthetic that sells. I don't want, I don't want what is trendy right now. Like I want myself, the like in self, myself in this business, in this logo, I want that to be like the biggest thing. Yeah. So like every little piece of my business is like, I don't care what sells. I don't care what is trendy. Like I want it to be me. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was it. Like, and it is literally walking in here. I was like, okay, this is so you, this is <laughs> what I see online. Yes. Like there's no, there's nothing that I, didn't expect walking in here. And that's amazing. (laughs) And I love that you don't want to be the trendy person because I think that's really important for business owners to know, or just anyone who wants to start anything, whether it's social media, a business, you know, whatever it is, like create your own lane and stay there. I mean, obviously you can grow, but don't try and be the trendy person because obviously it's worked for you. You have a huge community of people who support you, who are keeping you booked and busy. You have a shop, like you know, that's so important. Yes. And one of the questions I even had before, like coming here was, you know, what sets you apart from, from everyone else in the industry. But I feel like you've answered that a million times because, you know, (laughs) you're so different. I love that. Yeah. Like the consent thing was huge for me. Like that was like, I can't stand when I hear like people, people will say like, Oh, it was the worst experience of my life. Like it was so painful. It was so awful. And then they'll come to me and be like, I don't know how that didn't hurt. I don't know how that wasn't painful. And I think the environment of actually creating a space that someone feels good in Mm -hmm. is going to take more of the pain away. Like not only is it, it's just a different technique of sugaring of someone who is like 
trained to do it. They know what they're doing. That's a whole other part of it. Mm-hmm. But like to create the space of someone feeling safe and okay, you're not clutching the table and like feeling scared. And that's going to make you feel more uncomfortable and in pain. Mm-hmm. So like that was the biggest, I wanted, I wanted my business to ooze consent. Like that was like my number one priority. Yeah. So I just wanted like that to be like, this is what sets us apart. Mm-hmm. But, but before anything else, like the consensual um, like your appointment is your appointment. This is not my appointment. Mm-hmm. If you decided halfway through that, you're like, actually, I don't even want to continue this. I'm like, absolutely. And I tell that to every single person who comes in, like, just so you know, if you need a break, you let me know. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to change the service, you let me know. And if you're like, I actually hate all of this together, like, let's just end it completely. Yeah. Cause I never want someone to feel forced into anything. Cause that's so gross. Yeah. Like there's nothing about that that I like. Yeah, I've definitely heard horror stories too. I've experienced my own horror stories, you know? So I love that that's your main focus, just making sure it's consensual, Yeah. right? And one of the other things I've seen you post about a lot, and I guess this is a question that comes up a lot, is can I get sugared on my period? Oh my God. (laughs) So I've seen you post a lot about this. I didn't know that there were people out there who are turning people away. Like that's wild to me. So do you want to like dive into that a little bit? I've heard too many times of even... Like just even in the city, like I hear people just being like, oh no, actually I don't, like we shouldn't do that. Like maybe you should just come on another time. And like, not only are these people asking them to reschedule, but it's like, oh, also here's the cancellation fee because you're on your period kind of thing. Whoa. And I'm like, you, like if someone decided to cancel on me within the 24 hours because they got their period, like that's different. Like I do have a cancellation fee, whatever. But if someone was like, oh, I have my period. And I'm like, mm, you actually have to cancel and you have to pay, like pay my cancellation. Be like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. But like something so natural and so normal to so many vagina owners. Like, how are you going to push that? Like, that is just the most like misogynistic narrative I've ever heard of in my life. Like, I can't stand that. Like that, like if there's one thing that drives me crazy, <laughs> it's the consent and like period issues. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. So it's. So why, like, why would you think that someone would turn someone away because of that? Like, because they're grossed out or is it like messy? Is there a way to go about it that makes it better for, like, for example, for me, I choose to not get sugared on my for period because sure. yeah. it hurts for Absolutely. me and yeah. I'm sensitive. So yeah. I, I understand that. But like, why do you think someone would turn someone away? Like, what is it? I think it's the taboo of women having fluid that comes out of their body that isn't just like. Like, even discharge is, like, gross to some people. They're just right. like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. It's like... Actually, but everyone like, gets it. Literally, everybody gets it. <laughs> like, w- like, how are you, like, being so grossed out? Like, and it's always women who are doing the sugaring. And I'm just like, you literally have a vagina. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Excuse me? Like, don't right. be in this industry if you're not going to, like... Don't work with vulvas if you're not going to, like, deal with the vulva issues. Like, yeah, like, that is, like... It's totally a grossed out thing because it's a taboo thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. The amount of times like that girls are like shamed for getting their periods, it's, it's gross. It's disgusting. Like yeah. when I would be in high school, it's like you're shoving a tampon into your totally. sh- into your sleeve because you don't totally. want anyone to know you have your period. Yeah. Like God forbid we all like literally all of us get one who has a vagina. Well, yeah. that's not true. But for the most part, we all get periods. Yeah. And like we're so nervous for other people to even know we have a period Mm -hmm. it's just like 
but but we actually all get that like it's okay yeah it's fine I know it's just it's the grossed out thing it's it's it being taboo it's very it's a societal thing it's completely derived from society and how it's just like disgusting to be a woman like like that is just what it comes down to and it's these stupid views in these people's minds that are just like "Mm, I'm actually gonna go with that instead of the feelings of my client and like that like those people will never succeed Mm-hmm. And I've like, you'll be done in a few years. Like you just, yeah. you can't run your business like that. No, it's 20, can't. it's almost 2022. Like get it together here. Thank you. Ugh. I also think too, like, even for me, whenever I talk about my period on my Instagram story, yeah. I'm always, part of me is still a little bit nervous being like, is that too much? Like, yeah. am I, but too much for who? Exactly. Right. White men. Literally. <laughs> Sorry. Literally. Yeah. No, you're done. You're done. Like I can't. And even too, when I first started dating my boyfriend, I remember him being so chill about it. Yeah. We, I had like, I think we, we were traveling and I had like leaked on the bed. I was freaking out. Yeah. I was so scared. And he's like, it's literally, I don't care. Like, no. it's fine. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like there's yeah. guys out there who don't care. Yeah. I was like, wow, this very basic thing. Yes. Right. But it's true. Like yeah. we're so conditioned to think that it's shameful and yeah. gross. And I also feel like too, like, having period cramps or not feeling well on your period, it should be a good enough reason to take some time, yeah. you know, but it's not. Our society makes it, 100%. you know, they're like, oh, you've dealt with this all your life. Like, it's fine. But you try feeling like literally sick every you month. you want to bleed through your like hole every month? Like, I don't know, through your right? dick? Like, no, it's probably not a good time. It's terrible. It hurts. Yeah. And even I remember as young as when I was in grade eight, I, so I actually recently saw a naturopath. There's a reason why my periods are so bad. It's literally, there's a reason, but I remember being told constantly, like, you need to grow up. You're fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone gets their period, you know? So I'm just glad that you've created a space where people feel like they can talk about it and they can be comfortable. So I, I love that. Yeah. Like I've told people, like I have one girl, um, like free bleeding, which is just like not putting anything on. Some people will wear um, like NYX underwear, which is basically just like normal underwear, but it has like padding on the inside of it. Right. Um, But some people don't do anything at all. Like I have an IUS, which is an IUD with hormones and I don't really get a period, but I Mm. still do, but I just don't put anything in. Like, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I free bleed. It's fine for me. Yeah. Um, But I also don't want someone who doesn't like, I'd be, I would hate for someone to feel like they have to put in a, a tampon or a diva cup or whatever the case may be. Like, you can be your natural self. And it's like, there's more blood. I have wipes. Like the oh, whole reason okay. we have wipes, like yeah. completely fine. If like, and there's never been so much blood that I was like, let's what I literally in five years, never asked someone to wipe. Like I've never had to do that because there's never like, you're not gushing blood on the, on the bed. Right. Yeah. Like it's a very like drip, drip. Like it's right. not anything crazy. Um, so I would hate for someone to feel like they have to put a tampon in. So like if you free bleed, by all means, free bleed your life out. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can get sugared and free bleed and have a tampon in and have a diva, diva cup in. Like whatever you choose to like deal with your period is all good with me. Wow. That's great. That was going to be my question is like, what if someone has a really heavy period? Like yeah. what do you do? But I guess wipes is the answer, Literally. right? That's yeah. it. If you free bleed and like uh, if you have a heavy period and you want to get sugared on that, that's fine. Like we have wipes. We're all good. It's fine. Cool. I love yeah. that. That's one of the other things that makes you different too. And I wanted to talk about something else that makes you different, which I'm literally looking at on the <laughs> shelf right now, sex toys. Yes. So let's talk about it. What yeah. made you want to sell sex toys? How did you get into it? Like, give me the, the um, so the whole point with the sex toys was like, I wanted to 
not only was it the space thing, like creating that consensual safe space, but like, again, with women being so just their normal self is so taboo. Sex is the most natural thing that all of us do. Well, let's like maybe asexual (laughs) people, they don't, but like for the most part, all it's a natural thing we all do. And I wanted to bring in things that were like, you made you feel good, made you feel like you can have an orgasm without it being weird and gross. Like we can talk about it and it'll be okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring in things that like, cause I talk about sexual health on my Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to like talk about it and be like, and you could do this like with a sex toy and blah, blah, blah. So when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what, let's just bring a few in and see how it goes. And they sold so quick. Wow. And I was like, mm, okay, maybe this is like a thing we should do. So I just started to talk to more suppliers, do some like more digging. And now we have like a good amount of things that like, I feel like every few days we're selling one. That's amazing. And it's nice because I can talk about things like that on my Instagram. They get flagged on TikTok. I've had so many TikToks taken down because I talk about dildos or I talk about literally lube. I said the word lube and they were like, gone. Like those past community guidelines. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I deal with it, but it's fine. But I wanted to just bring in things that were like, this is normal. This is okay. We're allowed to talk about sex. And yeah, like I just wanted to get in some stuff that was like, and also bring in things for queer people. Like I also didn't want, like, I didn't like, I don't want people to just feel like this is a place for straight women only. Yeah. Like there, like when we brought in like the harnesses, we brought in dildos, we brought in the, there's like a strap on, uh, a strapless strap on. Like there's certain things that are like, you don't have to just use this with a man. You can also use this with a woman or whatever partners you have or however they call themselves. Like I wanted to just bring in things that were different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know a little bit more about like, I've seen that you've posted com- stupid comments from internet trolls oh, about you posting whatever. So do you want to like explain kind of what people have said and why you don't give a shit? Cause that's one of the things that I love, or maybe you do give a shit yeah. and that's just the vibe that you put out. So yeah. I, for the most part, like I've always said, like, I don't care about what I post and I don't care if it's going to make me money. Like it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And this is how I feel. And that's how I want people to know how like who I am yeah um on TikTok they like you can be so hateful on TikTok and it doesn't matter like you can say whatever the fuck you want to somebody and like they don't their account doesn't get taken away um so those ones were pretty they were more rough to deal with because they were like they're attacking like your appearance and they're just like you're disgusting or you're this you're that and it's like okay yeah um but on Instagram I don't really it doesn't bother like for the most part it's just men saying stupid shit yeah and that I don't I'm like blocked yeah. like I honestly there's been times where like a guy's account will start following me and I'm like mm, you give me weird vibes <laughs> bye yeah. like I don't care yeah and then there's been the like odd woman like one time I posted this thing that was like you know that song by Ash Nico that's like, I'm working, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I posted that yeah. because some person was mad at me. I can't even remember the situation, but I like explained it on my Instagram stories and then made it a highlight. And it was like, don't um, don't just come in here thinking you can shit on me and I'm still going to be nice to you. Like, I don't care that I run a business. I'm still going to be yeah. who I am. Respect me, I'll respect you. And another person replied being like, like they were upset that I was outing this person on my stories 
And she was like, I was going to buy stuff from you. And now I'm not. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like, go somewhere else then. Yeah. I like, what? Oh, actually, the, the situation was a girl on Facebook wanting to buy a sugar kit. And then she was mad at me because um, I wanted a knee transfer before I was going to, like, give her the product. But, like, that's how every single purchase in the world works. You buy something <laughs> on Amazon. Like, you yeah. put in your little credit card info. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a legit business. You can check my Instagram. And she didn't want that. And she was, like, mad at me. And she said, like, oh, I could have bought this on Amazon for cheaper. I'm like, then do that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And so there's just, like, small things that I'm just, like, again, like, if you respect me, I'll respect you. But I don't care that I run a business. And, like, you can't just, like, walk all over me. Yeah. And I, I, there's been times where people have said things that I'm like, Ooh, that's kind of, that's a little rough. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, it's all just face value things. It's never like a character dig at me. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, people are always going to be shitty. And like it is what it is. Like I've dealt with beef in the city, just in like, like all, for certain stupid things. And it's just like, all right, you get through it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm here now. Like this is. I'm like, I've like gone past all of that. And it's like, we're here. I'm happy. It's good. Yeah. But I can imagine it being hard sometimes being on the internet and putting yourself out there. This is also your business. I think one thing for me that I've kind of struggled with was like, okay, so now I have a social media agency and an event planning company. Can I still post like hot pics of my tits? Like, is that like, can I do that? (laughs) Yes. You know, but then I realized I had to check myself and be like, this is your business. You know, you show up how you want. My house, my rules kind of thing. But how do you, how have you been able to get past that? Or, um, I used to go to therapy to kind of talk about it with people, but I think just talking about it with my friends, Carly and I have talked about stuff like mm-hmm. almost debriefing about things that have said to me, like people also, not only is it like on the internet that people will say things to you, but like, I've never had someone say something negative to me while I'm sugaring, but people also trauma dump on you. And it's just like, this is really heavy. I don't know what to do with this information. And then like Carly and I have sat and we've talked about things or I'll use my fiance and like we talk about stuff. And sometimes you just need an ear to listen to like, I just got a lot of information today and I don't even know how to process this. Do I need to process this? Yeah. Is it just a like, okay, we heard it in one year out the other. Like, let's not internalize everything that's ever been said to me. Mm-hmm. But that's something I struggle with is like really taking everything personally. Um, and I think it's more of the trauma dumping that's like, I take that to heart. It's more like that stuff, like the trolls and people being shitty is like, I don't, I honestly, like it sucks sometimes. And like, I'll like be upset with Riley and it's like, it's done the next day. You know what I mean? Like if there's something that takes like, it's a few days of, I've never been someone who's been like constantly harassed on the internet. Like I've had friends who have been getting doxxed on the internet, harassed on the internet, having essentially stalkers. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's never happened to me now. Um, but every day it's scary because I talk about controversial stuff. And the thing that scares me is like one guy was posting, like, like, uh, recording my stories and then posting them to his stories. I saw that. That one. Yeah. That's crazy. And like, you can find me like my fucking address for my shop is on my page. So that's what scares me about stuff like that. For the most part, I'm very like, who cares? Whatever. But it's stuff like that where it's like my safety is sometimes compromised where it's like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Totally. Even for me too, I'm like, 
I live in an area that's very familiar for people. Yeah. So I like, I'm trying to be very mindful of what I post yeah. now because it can be scary, right? Totally. Even like when my account got taken down, I don't know if you saw that. I don't, oh, yes I did, yeah. Yeah, so I had posted about this whole thing. These asshole guys posted a video that went viral where they were basically gentrifying my mom's building and yes. displacing like poor people in the yes. middle of pandemic, whatever. So I had posted about it. And then sure enough, my account got taken down. And I was actually kind of nervous because even my like podcast account, like just, it was crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I should be a little more mindful about yeah. what I post and in terms of where I am. Yeah. So I can definitely understand that being scary, but For sure. yeah. And like, that's why I don't post my kids. Like I'm like, yeah. like you literally don't No, People sometimes don't even know I have children. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm like, yeah. I, like I posted like the back of their head or like her voice, like yeah. I posted their voices, but like, I, I will not post their face for 7,000 people. No. For what? I loved that video, by the way, of, I don't know, one of your kids' voices saying something about Santa. And <laughs> she is so funny. She's my three-year-old and she, like, she says the funniest things. Like she was asking, like, she was like, Santa's like my dad. And I was like, I actually don't remember sleeping with Santa. So I don't think so. But I mean, whatever floats your boat, girl, like it's fine. <laughs> Like the beards, I, then I was like, do you, do you say that because daddy has a beard? And she's like, yeah. yeah, they both have beards. And I'm like, okay, well, who was that? I was like, that's what you meant. Yeah. I love that. And I was also, I, I saw this video recently. I don't know if you've seen it. It went viral. There was this mom who's a YouTuber and she was like, they were crying over their puppy that was sick or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, no, cry harder. Or like, look at, look this way. We need to take a thumbnail. Like, I don't know if you've seen it. I should send it to oh. you. We'll cringe because she's literally using her child's pain to like make money, right? Oh, I hate it. And then after that, I was kind of thinking, because like I've watched family vloggers before and I was like, wow, the kids don't really have consent to this. No, like, you are exploiting your fucking children. Like yeah. my kids are three and six and I like now I'm like, can I take your picture? Yeah. And I, po and I even asked Charlie last night, like we were doing pumpkins last night and uh I took a video and I was like can I post this to my Instagram she was like yes you can post that <laughs> yeah like there's always like consent starts right from the get-go yeah and like people like that like their kids aren't learning consent and yeah. what's like even if you teach it it's that's not being implemented so mm -hmm. what's yeah. the point of even teaching it yeah and I think I was even kind of I feel like the lines were, I don't have kids. Yeah. I have a fish named Franklin. He's my son. So like, I don't really ask him to take photos. I probably should. <laughs> he won't say anything. Yeah. But yeah, even for me, I was like, okay, like when I have a family, I know this is yeah. something I want to do, but I want to ask my kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it didn't like click for me until yeah. a little bit later. Obviously now I'm 26. Like I'm not 18 watching yes. whatever, yeah. but yeah, you're right. It starts so young and that's yeah. where the learned behavior yeah. comes from. Yeah. Right. And like, why would they listen to anything else if they're not being taught it? If yeah. it just goes out the window at home, then what's the purpose of even teaching? Yeah. So yeah, I hate, like, I don't watch family vloggers, but like they bother me so much. Like I to each their own, you know, like, but that's an, ex, uh, an extreme exploitation of your children. And I, I used to do it. My account used to be public and I would post my kids and all the stuff they would do. And right. now I'm like, mm, actually, I'm going to go private. And my display picture isn't even myself. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want people to know that that's me on my personal account. Because mm -hmm. for what? Like, I went through my whole follow list and I was like, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Like, I don't want you following me anymore because who are you? Mm -hmm. And like, I, I think there's some things that like, they can be private about your life. You can totally. be fully open on the internet, but you can still have privacy. Totally. That I don't think people think. Like, they're like, oh no, the internet needs to have all of me. 
Yeah. And that's just not the case. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I want to go back to something you were saying, and we were talking about this off air for like a second, just about people kind of trauma dumping. And I think people thinking they can just because you're so open. Yes. So how has that experience been for you? How have you been able to draw boundaries and and try your hardest not to take it home with you? I haven't learned those boundaries yet. Like I'm still learning. Um, Even like Carly and I were talking about something a few weeks ago and it was just like something so heavy that I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And people will just like message me things and like come up to me in person. And like, I love when people come up to me. That's amazing. I love it. But I'm also just like, I feel like I also always need to be like careful of like what I'm doing. Like, what if I was rude to the wrong person? Like, I'm never like rude to servers or anything, but like, what if you get, you say the one wrong tone or I cut mm-hmm. someone off in traffic and they're like, the sugar free's a bitch. Like, she right? this. you know what I mean? Like yeah. so many things come up that it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen if I'm in person and someone takes the wrong perception of me. Um, but that's, that's, it's an, that's a something in itself, but yeah, trauma dumping is something I still have not learned how to figure out. Like I am still trying to figure it out and like, I need to go back to therapy, but it's like, I'm like, where's the time? I don't know who, how to, who has the time for that? I don't <laughs> I know. know. It's hard. I I'm still learning. That's something that's still like negative comments is like, it's off my back, water off my back, but this is like things that are things that people deal with in their life that I'm like, holy fuck, like, that's so hard. And I'm like, my life's not like that. Like, I feel so bad and I feel so privileged and I feel so this and I'm just like, fuck, that's awful. And then like, I'm, I'm sad about it for the rest of the day. Like I've walked into rooms where I'm like, I can feel that vibe. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? And like, I have, I've built relationships with like every one of my clients and that's, that's something too, right? So like, I am a shoulder that someone can cry on. I am a friend when I walk into the room, but I'm also human at the same time. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to do with all this information. So trying to just debrief, like Carly and I will talk about it or I'll talk about it with Riley, talk about it with my friends, like just trying to get it out. And like some, I know some people are gonna say like, don't tell anyone this. And I'm like, I have to, like, I cannot not say something. (laughs) I just thought of your TikTok. The one uh, where you're, what's her name? Peach? The Mario thing where you're running and you're like, when you tell me. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. And I have to tell Riley. Yes. Yeah. Like literally that. But I just pictured right when you said that. Yes. But it's true. You can't, You there's no way for you to process that yeah. alone. I think maybe just like something for listeners to note is like, you should ask yeah. always before you vent with my, and I, I only learned this like this year, yeah. but I learned like, okay, you have to actually ask, do you have the capacity to listen to me right now? For sure. Can I vent? Yeah. Like I'm dealing something heavy. Like, are you free to talk? Like, are you good? Yeah. Cause I don't want to trauma dump on people. Yes. I actually had to draw a boundary yesterday with someone who's close to me. And I just straight up told them you need to ask Yeah. because they were texting me paragraphs of, oh boy. you know, stuff that's going on, which like, I'm happy to be here, but yes. you need to ask because I'm, I'm running two businesses right totally. now. I'm going for surgery in less than two weeks. Oh like if I pick up my phone and I see paragraphs yes. of, of this stuff, like I might not be ready, yeah. you know? So I think that's really important. I wonder like, yeah, what, how you could, go around that like I know you, you know I think about I th- I've thought about like making a post about it but it's also just like I don't know where like where's that where's the line drawn where is it being like 
I'm your solely, we're just being friendly and you're just kind of telling me about your life. Mm-hmm. But then I'm just like, whoa, 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 don't tell me that. I can't handle that right now. Like there's so many, like, I don't know how to dance. It's like dancing around the, like, like something in the, in the middle. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. It's an elephant in the room kind of thing. So like, mm-hmm. I need to set boundaries, but there's also just like, how do you, I, there's, I have no idea how to, yeah. how to do that. Yeah. I guess that's something that like a therapist would know, 100%. right? They would have 100%. language for that. Yeah. Um, even for me, I've learned like some language around boundaries just with my personal friends, but yes. I could imagine it being 10 times harder yes. with your clients because you're not like you are their friend, but exactly. it, it is a little bit different. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's hard. Rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that, you know, maybe down the line, if you make a post or whatever, yeah. that people like they'll have to understand people yeah. know that you're human. You see how many people a day? I know. Right? Like, like a lot. Yes. And it's a lot of conversations and it's a lot of energy and it's a lot of this. And I'm giving pieces of myself to everybody and I'm taking those pieces back with me. And I'm like, is there anything left of myself? And then I go home to Riley who also wants pieces of me. And I'm like, I don't have any pieces left and I don't have anything left to give to my kids. And it's like, I need to stop taking so much of everyone else and giving pieces of myself to others. To just be like, be able to be whole at home. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the most common themes for me this year is just realizing I'm going to be better for everyone around me if my cup is full. Yes. You know, and it's not a selfish thing. Like you're actually going to show up more authentically and better for everyone around you. So I hope that, you know, at some point your clients will ask, you know, (laughs) and your whole thing is consent. So that like, you know, makes me just feel for you because you're not giving consent to like handle all of that. Right. Um, we were talking about this event in Winnipeg called, what is it called again? Together again. Oh, when we went. Yeah. 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 So, um, so we have a mutual friend. Her name is Shelly. Yes. I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to this knows who Shelly is from me. She's been my friend since kindergarten. (laughs) And it's so wild that you two are friends. Yes. But she was telling me basically when you went out, People kept coming up to you and obviously it's great, but like, do you want to talk about your experience with that? Um, I don't know what to do when people come up to me. Like, I love it. It's amazing. I love that people feel like they can come up to me and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was like super drunk at, <laughs> at together again. And As like, you should be. Yeah. Like that was a place where I'm like, I can be free who I want. I can wear what I want. And I just felt good. And people were coming up to me and like spilling their hearts. And I'm obsessed with that. And I love it. But I'm also just like, uh, me and Shelly just like chugged a truly yeah. in the porta potty. So I mean, like, let's take it down a notch Yeah, because I'm fucked up. And now like we're crying together about how much you love me. And that's like, that's amazing. But I'm also just like, I just want to dance and rave with my friends. And yeah. like, I've even had people come up to me in the mall and, uh, my kids are like, who is that? And I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also, again, like, it's something that's like, people see me with my kids and I'm like, Oh God, now someone like, what if that's someone who hates me? And now they've seen who my, what my kids look like. And not that I'm scared to take my kids out in public, but it's still just like a thought in my mind of like, Oh God, like what if something happens? because it's someone who dislikes me on Instagram or I said the wrong thing or someone attacks me in public because of what I've said or you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I'm with my kids or so it is, I love it. It's amazing. I love that people come up to me, but it's also just like, I still don't feel like people know me locally now. And it's so strange. Like, I'm just like, I, <laughs> I'm just Jordan, man. Like You're sitting here with a celebrity. You guys. Yeah, I like, mean, I'm you like, know, what the fuck? like I, 
then people know me as the sugar freak. Like that's who I am to them. And I'm like, I'm just Jordan, dude. Like I, I just sugar. That's all I do. Uh, and like, I've created a cool space on Instagram and like, that's where people really feel like welcomed and related and relate to me. And that's cool. Like, and it's funny. Cause like everyone, I've had people message me being like, I wish I could be your friend. And I'm like, I'm so boring. And, like, <laughs> I don't, you're not. but I, I literally like, I do this. I go home. I be with Riley. Sometimes I spend a few hours on TikTok and we go to bed. Like, okay, but those are things that you do. Like, you are a whole vibe, a whole personality. Like, if I just focus on what I do, I'd be boring as fuck, too. I sit at home on my couch in the same spot for legit nine hours. (laughs) But, like, I'm still a fucking vibe. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to make that clear. (laughs) I know. It's just, like, people think I'm, like, this, like, cool person. And I'm, like, I'm just, like, chilling. I'm just (laughs) fucking heavy chilling at home. Like, I don't know. Like... I, and to me, I'm, like, this cool person who, like, like goes out and drinks martinis with her friends and, like, all this stupid stuff. Someone made a tweet that was, like, why do people romanticize that, like, Chinese, uh, <laughs> that, that like, takeout, Chinese takeout box? Yeah. With, like, like, eating it with chopsticks. I'm, like, that's a cool girl to me. Like, she's, like, <laughs> eating her Chinese takeout. She goes out with her friends. Like, I'm, like, that's cool girl. Like, me, I'm, like, hey, I'll sugar you and I'm going to go home. I got to get my kids at school now. <laughs> Like, sorry, I can't stay late. I gotta go get Charlie from school. Like, I'm, I'm just a mom who, like, literally sugars. And it's just, like, it's funny to, like, think that people are, like, th- like, I'm a cool person that they're, like, hey, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm, like, is it? Who's, who's here? Like, I don't know. It's wild. It's still so wild to me that people even think that I'm, like, someone that they're, like, oh, my God, it's so cool to see you. I'm, like, Really? But it is fucking cool. It's cool for me to be here. Like, I've seen this all over Instagram. I've seen all your posts about your struggles with, like, starting this shop and all the delays and all the things. So it is fucking cool. I feel like you need to, like, own that a bit more. I know. I need. I am. Like, my confidence on Instagram is definitely, like, it's huge. And, like, I am very, I am a very confident person. But there are still parts of my business. And I'm like, I didn't work hard to get here. Like, I'm just this all fell in my lap, right? Like I just, I was, it's fine. I just, I didn't work my way up here. So there are things in my business. My friends tell me that all the time. Like when I posted being like, holy shit, like I did it. Like I'm here. We did it. I have an employee. Like what? That's crazy. That's still mind blowing to me. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like I have, I filled this shop with furniture. I like caught a contractor and like dealt with a shitty one and got a new one. And like, I have someone upstairs painting my windows. And, like, I don't know. Like, there's just things that I'm just, like, holy shit, I did it. And my friend, one of my best friends, texted me. And she's, like, wow, you're actually seeing it now. And I'm, like, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It makes you uncomfortable, though, right? Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable, too, where, um, you know, when I celebrate my wins, I'm, like, ooh, like. Is this too much? Yeah, is this too much? Yeah. Like, am I privileged as fuck? I'm, yes. like, actually, I grew up in poverty, and I shared a one-bedroom apartment with my mom, which was a blast. But yeah. I'm just saying, like. Yeah. You know, I feel like we need to we need to own our success. Yes. And I feel like a lot of business owners just don't do that. And I think it makes people uncomfortable, honestly, because they don't they're not doing what we're doing. Yes. And they, you know, it, it makes people a little uncomfy. But totally. for me, I'm like, I think I'm at a point now where I'm like, I don't give a shit. No, yeah. If you're a little bit uncomfy that I'm excited about the things that I've worked my ass off for, yes. like I'm not. It sorry. is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I need to be more like I need to just be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck yeah, like this is it. Like and I am slowly, like, as things happen or, like, when I see our sales for the day, I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, holy shit. 
Like that is not something that I thought we'd be doing every day. Like I even said to my bookkeeper accountant slash best friend who does it all. She, I was like, I can't wait for you to like see what we made in October. Like, I'm just like, I'm mind blown at every single day that I look at the report and I'm like, what? Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, it's, it's I'm mind blown. And like, I was very, very privileged with Riley, like, cause I took the leap and Riley had a full-time job that he is like, he's been there for a long time. Like that was not going anywhere. So I was able to lean on him. And like, so when I say take the leap, it's also just like, make sure you don't like take the leap into you don't can't pay your rent. You know what yeah, I mean? Like for sure. Take the leap in your own. You're able to take it in your own, like what you can pay for and what you can do. And so I was very privileged in that, that Riley really had my back and I really mm. did have a very supportive partner. And like, he pushed me to do things that I was like, like I was doing it so dumb before. Like I was like, I wasn't writing anything down. I was just like, yeah, I just have like cash. And like, when you're a new business, it doesn't matter. Like you're not like until you're making a certain amount, you don't have yeah. to like do the things. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's like, <laughs> Riley's like, no, like you're doing this legit now. So like do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. Fine. Like, so <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's, it's wild. But like, I'm, I'm very happy where we're at. And I'm, I've never been like, like I was, when I was sugaring from home in New Bothwell, like there were days where like, I don't even want to do this. I just want to cancel my day. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I just want to be at my shop. I just want to be doing my thing, going to work, seeing Carly here. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It was just like, I was done. And then finally, when it was like, holy shit, we can open. Like, I was like, what? When we got the permits and everything, I was just like, oh my fucking God. Like we can actually open the doors. We can have our first day holy fuck like it was the most mind-blowing experience like the first day we had here I was like oh my god <laughs> like I felt like it was like like I was in a weird I wasn't this wasn't my space yet yeah but like now it's slowly like being my space this is mine every day we come I unlock the doors and I'm like this is my shit like this is my like other home so yeah slowly I'm becoming like this is it like I did this like this is me Oh, slowly I'll get there <laughs> that makes me so happy yeah. you deserve all of it and more I know you. your business is just gonna flourish even more than it already is I can see you having like a bunch of different employees and all these different things like it's gonna be well it's already amazing but it's gonna be thank you amazing. of course I know like I think in the next year like I really want to do some kind of like workshops and I want people to come in and like figure out what kind of toys would work for them or how toys work or what's the difference and for lubes and like learning about different stuff. And I was even thinking of like, not me teaching them, but having some kind of like LGBTQ kind of workshop or like queer workshops and just like have people be able to teach things in this space because I have so much space. Why wouldn't I utilize it to other people? Mm -hmm. And I just want to, like, I would love to then also get an apprentice next year. And like Carly has talked about having interest in that too. And <laughs> then maybe we'd get a new receptionist. And so there's so many things that it's just like, Oh my God, maybe we actually will get there, you know, like, so yeah. it'll be, it'll be cool for the next year, 2022, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here, for letting me come and see your beautiful shop. Um, do you have like one overarching piece of advice for anyone who wants to start their own business? Um, I think the one thing is, like I was saying before, like what do the leap that you can do not go full, like don't go feet first into a shop if you cannot afford it, because you, I promise you, you won't make money. 
I promise you I'm in fucking debt right now trying to pay that off before I'm going to make any profits. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like it's like thousands of dollars in debt to contractors getting like even just getting stuff on my windows. That's money getting more supplies. That's money. You need to make money. You need to um, spend money to make money. Right. That is the like biggest thing that I don't think people understand. Yeah. Um, and just do something within your own means. Like don't, oversell yourself because in the beginning I, I was nothing. I didn't have like a whole client list. I didn't have, I wasn't booked for weeks on end, like not weeks on end. That's a little much, <laughs> but like for the next two weeks, like I don't have any openings. Yeah. And like things happen in the industry all the time. Like my whole day could cancel and I'm fucked. Right. Like I don't get that money. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to remember that too, that like, um, actually something that I want women to know is like stand up for your business. That is what I want people to do. When someone cancels on you, take that cancellation fee. Yeah. Like it doesn't, like you are owed that. Like it, you need to be paid that stuff. Like you don't make money. I don't make money if no one comes. Yeah. If my whole day canceled me and Carly will just sit here and twiddle our fingers. Like we don't get to do, we don't get to like get paid. Yeah. Carly does. I shouldn't say that. Like (laughs) I don't get paid. (laughs) Carly's Carly's also (laughs) fucked. No, that is incorrect. I shouldn't put that out there. Um, but like that day is not, oh, like I don't get that money. So yeah. I think just like women need to stand up for their businesses and like, don't sell yourself short, but don't oversell yourself in the beginning. Like do not go head first when you don't have the means to do so. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Okay. Well, that's amazing business advice. Thank you again so much. Thank this you. was also, I didn't even tell them this was our, my first in-person interview since yes. COVID. Yes. So I'm so glad I got to do this first in-person interview with you. It was so too. much fun. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm the sugar freak underscore, um, on Twitter where I'm a little bit more unruly. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Jordan Shea. And I have TikTok, which is the same handle as my Instagram, which is the sugar freak underscore. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> and how can people book with you? Do you have a site? Yeah. So I'm actually in the, in the, a site is being made right now. Okay. Um, and on my Instagram, there's a book now you can do it that way. Oh, I'm actually on Google now also. So you can search the sugar freak and it'll come up. And I think I've added my book now thing onto there too. So you can do it that way or you can send me an email or like whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, we'll get it figured out. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you again so, thank so you. much. If you guys want to tune in to the Tiny Moments podcast, I upload every single Monday at 7 a.m. Central time. You can also hit me up on Instagram. That's at Taylor Francisco. I'll put all the links and everything to book with the sugar freak and all of her socials in the show notes. Thanks guys. <laughs>